The Buccaneers poach Antonio Brown's replacement from a division rival with the addition of Russell Gage, and then they trade for Ali Marpet's replacement by landing Shaq Mason from the New England Patriots. They did, however, lose safety Jordan Whitehead, but things are going pretty well for the Buccaneers so far through the first two days of the open negotiating window. What's next for this Buccaneers roster? We're going to talk about all of it on today's episode of Locked on Bucks podcast. Let's go. You are Locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation, and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined as I almost always am on a Wednesday by WTSP's Evan Klosky. You can check out everything I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at Eklosky WTSP, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Evan, the Bucks made another big move on Tuesday, sending a fifth round pick to the New England Patriots in exchange for guard Shaq Mason. Mason, he was ranked as Pro Football Focus's number four guard in the NFL in the 2021 season, and he is expected to replace Ali Marpet in the interior of the Bucks' offensive line. And for reference, PFF had Ali Marpet ranked seventh among guards in the NFL. So some some might argue that the Bucs actually upgraded the position. I am not going to go that far because I know how good and how underrated Ali Marpet was, but that means that the interior of the line seems to be pretty much solidified now with the re-signing of Ryan Jensen, the re-signing of Aaron Stinney, the trade for Mason out of New England. Uh, you know, And he was one of Tom Brady's favorite teammates when he was up there. And on top of that, they have found their number three receiver in former Atlanta Falcon Russell Gage, who said to Chris Godwin following a, a game between the Bucks and Falcons this past season that he was inspired by the way Godwin and Mike Evans play. Now he gets to join them in Tampa Bay. I mean, right out of the gate, what are your thoughts on some of these moves that the Buccaneers have been making these first couple of days in the open negotiating window? Yeah, I mean, you know, n- nothing that's – as big as Tom Brady returning to the Buccaneers, but these are these are the moves necessary to try and and surround Tom with enough viable pieces to make another run for the Super Bowl championship. So solidifying that offensive line, not having to waste a high draft pick to take a risk on a dude that Tom needs to settle in. You bring in somebody from the Patriots system, obviously a guy who gets it, who gets Tom, who gets how that is all going to function. As you mentioned, a dude who knows how to perform, he is going to fit like a glove on that offensive line. And uh, and now you again relegate Hainsey to a, a backup role. And you can probably work Hainsey as a guard, which I think is his more natural position, now that you've re-signed Ryan Jensen for three years uh, and you've committed to him long-term, it, it seems like you can maybe have him as the Stinney backup if Stinney, for some reason, doesn't work out uh, or if there's an injury. Um, so they probably need 
one more O lineman for depth purposes, but when you look at just a purely healthy offensive line, which was something the Buccaneers prided themselves on for almost two years, the 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 good luck caught up with them towards the playoffs with Jensen and and uh, and Worfs getting injured. But a, a, an excellent trade, and you do that ten times out of ten because that is not draft pick was never going to net you the immediate need, which is what you got from Mason. So excellent. What you were trying to accomplish, don't need that fifth rounder. We'll, we'll take the proof. Um, then with Russell Gage, um, a, a really talented veteran player, someone who I, I don't think necessarily moves a lot for me, but – he is somebody who is going to be productive at the wide receiver three route. So it was a – I don't want this to get twisted because it was a necessary signing. I like Russell Gage with the Bucks when you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin out there, relieves the pressure off of Gage, something he should be used to back in the, uh, the heyday of Atlanta when, you know, they actually had wide receivers on that offense. and. Um, Towards the back half of last year, he really started to find his groove again and was very successful. Um, I, th- I think he put up like 50 catches for like 600 yards in the back half of last season. So he's definitely got some, some stuff left in the tank. The, uh, I-, I would believe the team would still need to bring in another wide receiver because Godwin's probably not going to be ready day one which means Gage is your, your wide receiver too. And um, then you have Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, Darden. There's a lot of names in there that are just meh. And again, uh, I would expect the Buccaneers to probably move on from one or two of those options before it's all said and done. A, Tyler Johnson had as many opportunities as one person can have and, and never really took advantage of it. Scotty Miller, for whatever reason, lost favor with the coaching staff after his turf toe last season. Really, it took a while for him to get run. Um, Darden never really truly looked comfortable out there, not even as a punt returner slash specialist. So when you think about it, they have Cyril Grayson, who we all like, but we just don't know. He had a couple of games in there. I mean, I don't want to get carried away. It's somebody that I, I want to give a lot more opportunities to. But if you have another injury, the Buccaneers are right back to where they were in the playoffs, which is Mike Evans or Chris Godwin and uh-oh. So, uh, or you know, and, and you have Gage. But I just, um, there, I need, a, I, I think they need to make a commitment to one more guy. Um that would be and, – and maybe that's through the draft. Maybe that's a, another piece out there that they can flip. But um, I like Russell Gage. And assuming everyone's healthy, assuming they can get Rob Gronkowski back, he should fit really well into what would kind of be that receiving four spot, assuming that Gronk would be a top three option. Uh when we were doing our divisional previews for the 2021 season, 
uh, I heaped a lot of praise on Russell Gage. I've been a big fan of his for a couple of years now, and and I love this fit with the Buccaneers because as you brought up, you know, the heyday of the Falcons when you had Julio, you had Ridley out there. Russell Gage did a lot of damage because those those other guys were occupied. I think he can do the same for the Buccaneers once you know Godwin is is healthy and out on the field. And with the way ACL surgeries are now, there's it wouldn't surprise me if Chris Godwin was out there in week one. Um, so I, I think these were two really, really good moves for the Buccaneers and, you know, they, we're going to talk in just a moment about a, a key loss on the other side of the ball. But first we have to talk about the oh, so delicious mm. bars and the oh, so delicious, sir, built puffs, puffs mm. are the ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they are a treat, and they, like the OGs, are covered in 100% chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, these are going to be your new favorite as soon as you give them a chance. All Built Bars, covered in 100% real chocolate, low-calorie, high-protein, you can replace your candy bars with Built Bar and save yourself plenty of calories because these Built Bars, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein. They're all delicious. 17. 17. <laughs> there are new flavors coming out all the time, and if they think a flavor might be good, they're going to make it. Not only that, but they're also going to reverse engineer it. They're going to be like, this is delicious. Now let's make it healthy. We're going to Tarantino this whole thing and just we're going to do it right. And then we're going to make it good for you. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Let's hear from one of our listeners who sent in a voicemail. Our voicemail line has been flooded. Let's hear from Kevin in Orlando. James, Kevin from Orlando calling. Wow, what a day for signings for the Bucks! That really got my attention. Um, Russell Gage being the number three wide receiver. Uh, yeah, that I will gladly take that 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 will be a great replacement for an antonio brown mike evans chris godwin mike gage wow what a receiver lineup i mean that that cannot ask for anything more with that that, that is great also too um on the o-line shaq mason i'm happy about that too i messaged um one of my patriots fans that i personally know and he responded back with saying uh Shaq Mason is an awesome run blocker, very athletic for a guard, valuable member of two Super Bowl teams. He will be missed. I'm glad we have him. Anyway, just wanted to share my thoughts about these two signings. Really happy. Can't wait for the season to start. Segment two here of the Locked On Bucks podcast. We thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. Make sure that you are following Locked On NFL Locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It is also free and available wherever you get your podcasts. There's no way that Deshaun Watson waves his no trade clause to go play in Atlanta now, right? They have nobody left. He's going to be thrown to some guy named Zucchini. Like, why? 
it um let's just say that uh they want to create a demand because the more teams in it the more the texans will get yeah uh i can understand why the falcons want deshaun watson i uh don't understand why Watson would want the Falcons. So that's just sort of the agent team manipulation at work. Um, well, and as we're recording, Baker Mayfield just issued a statement, and it sounds like he's starting to come to terms with the fact that he's not going to be in Cleveland. Maybe that's the spot where Watson ends up. I don't know. All everyone's going to be focused on that because that's going to be really the biggest domino to fall. Once, once Watson has a landing spot, then you're going to see Jameis Winston sign somewhere. You're going to see, you know, other, other moves start to be made. I don't know what the Panthers are going to do uh, if they don't get Deshaun Watson, but I also don't know why the Houston Texans would want Sam Darnold. Nobody wants Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's parents don't even want Sam Darnold. I, I'm also a little confused why Baker Mayfield used he put his middle name in there. <laughs> you know, a really going middle name there, Bake. I mean, look if you're if you're a, a Buccaneers fan, you would love for the Texans to trade him to the Browns. That's what that's keep what him, everybody's rooting for. Yeah, keep keep him out of the NFC South. Um, because if Watson were to go to New Orleans. The Saints would immediately become a problem for the Buccaneers. Yeah. Because the Saints somehow, I don't know, every year we talk about how screwed they are with the cap, and somehow they keep everybody. Yeah. But a little bit lost. I don't know what's going on there. They've, the they've, they've the cap is it, it doesn't exist. It's pretend. It's fake. And the Saints know that, and they've been taking advantage of it longer than anybody else. The rest yeah. of the league is just finally caught up. Well, that's the thing is, theoretically, you can just continue adding, voiding. You can void, 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 and just keep shuffling it. Mm-hmm. There's no end to the cycle, right? There, There is no end date. It's not like, oh, you can only do like four voids per year, which I guarantee you, by the way, the next CBA – Gonna be some conversations about salary cap manipulation. So, yeah. um, but but yeah, there's still some more quarterback shuffling to go. And and as you mentioned, I mean that Deshaun Watson shoe when it drops is going to be the probably the last momentous news that we have in this crazy offseason cycle of uh, uh, especially with the quarterbacks going. Here, there, everywhere. Um, but I mean, that could be like a three-team trade with Baker. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the Texans are going to do. Would they take Baker for a year? I mean, that seems like a waste. They don't need Baker. They're going to stink. What's the? I mean, it, it's something that all Buccaneers fans are are keeping an eye on, just because of the fact that all three of the remaining NFC South teams are are in on Watson. So. Something to monitor, something to keep an eye on, something we're going to continue to to uh, talk about on this podcast once it becomes official. And like I said, hopefully it ends up, you know, with Deshaun going to Cleveland. I think personally, Baker Mayfield is probably a better option to get in return in a trade than Matt Ryan or Sam Darnold. Uh, the Saints don't have a quarterback to trade over there, so. I don't know. It'll be interesting, but we do have to talk about a loss that the Buccaneers took on Tuesday. 
safety Jordan Whitehead heading to the New York Jets on a two-year, $14 million deal. Bucks are still in the safety market, but you, know, you still have Antoine Winfield Jr. You, you still have Mike Edwards. And I don't know, Evan, do you think that it's going to be Winfield and Edwards as your two starting safeties, or are the Bucks going to make another move? Maybe, maybe a Bruce Arians, Tyron Matthew reunion. He, uh, you know, Honey Badger and, and TB12 can hug and make up for the uh, Super Bowl fight. And uh, you could have Matthew on the back end of that defense to replace Jordan Whitehead. I'm not counting it out. Uh, especially because I'm a, a little, little surprised the Buccaneers w- wouldn't keep Whitehead at that number. Right. For two years, 14 and a half. And he has had injury concerns in the past. He was pretty healthy last year in a season where a lot of people were not and uh, was easily one of the more explosive players on that defense. I mean, you know, that Carolina Panthers game in Carolina jumps out to me of him just completely dominating from whistle to whistle. Um, I, I, you know, that's the thing about safeties, right? They're, they're kind of, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're cheap commodity in the NFL. They don't really cost that much. So when you mention a name like Tyron Matthew, if he was looking for maybe a one-year deal, let me play with the GOAT once, you talk about recruiting, that would be the reason why well, I'm going to let Whitehead go because we're going to get this guy and we think he's better. You know, Because there's not many safeties who are out there that are better than Jordan Whitehead, in my opinion, but Matthew would be an upgrade. So... Uh, I, I don't think it's a crazy thought. I think there's a lot of possibilities with it. Um, you know, unless they have somebody they just absolutely love in the draft. Um, yeah, but but I love Jordan Whitehead. I'm going to miss him. And, and again, as we know, Mike Edwards, uh, not a perfect player. He's more of a ball hawk. You know, it's like one of those, like, um, obviously he's not as good as, like, Trayvon Diggs, but – Diggs gets a lot of interceptions, but there are some bad plays in there too. You know, there's there's risk and there's reward, and we love the rewards, but the risk also uh, it, it leads to some some ugly things. But you know, it it is what it is, and and you know maybe there's something deeper there that we don't know. I mean, Whitehead wasn't on the field during that that zero blitz against the Rams as well. Confused about that, so um, we'll see. It's tough to really pinpoint what the Bucs are going to do, especially in this draft. Um, I would imagine they're going to go defense first. You know, I, I think – I know Bruce Arians mentioned they want – they really want a defensive lineman, an interior defensive lineman with speed, somebody who can get to the quarterback. They are looking for a big and ugly in the trenches that can create pressure. We love Vita. He's going to stop the run, but he's not as good in the pass rush. So um, they definitely need some younger options on the defensive line for sure, Uh, at least the interior defensive line, and then also uh, at cornerback most likely. Yeah, well, and we're going to get into what the Buccaneers are going to do next, coming up next, and and you did mention – it's surprising the Buccaneers didn't keep Jordan Whitehead at the number 
that he signed with the with the New York Jets. For those not on Twitter or those that may missed it because Twitter's algorithm is awful. Uh, oh, George, it's the back. Uh, it's it's always awful. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. You're just a, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Mike Edwards had tweeted out, "Not being able to play with my brother is going to be pain. It's business," and couldn't describe how happy I am for you, family. And then he tags Jordan Whitehead in the tweet. Jordan Whitehead quote tweeted it and said, "I appreciate you, brother. Business is shady, but it's time for you to take over, bro. I can't wait." So maybe there was some breakdown there in the conversations between. I, I will say that Jordan Whitehead uh, on Monday he did put on Instagram about uh, the Tom Brady return. Yeah. So wait. There might have been that's I mean that that's why I kind of think that something like the Tyron Matthew belief that he might come at a cheaper figure to play with the GOAT because maybe the Bucks said we're planning on keeping you and then they're like, eh, never mind. We gotta we gotta we got somebody else lined up. Yeah, it's uh it's definitely something to keep an eye on, but Evan, before we hit the next break, we are going to hear from another one of our listeners, our good buddy, Layton in Tampa. Hey, hey guys, it's Layton in Tampa. I uh, just wanted to do a quick call after today's news of unfortunately losing Jordan Whitehead, but sort of saw that coming, but excited about getting uh the trade from the Patriots for Shaq Mason and then also Russell Gage receiver should do some great things for us. Um just continuing to watch uh Jason Light work and decide for what the future holds and comp fix just came out and we get an extra one in the seventh and you never know what Jason will do with things like that. So go above. And have a good one, guys. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, Evan Klosky on Twitter at JYarko underscore Bucks at E Klosky. WTSP, I don't have the dog's Twitter handle. <laughs> it is thunderstorming in Tampa right now. And my dog is freaking out. And currently, for those listening... Sitting on me. Yeah. I had to move operations because she was so antsy and she is legit. This, okay. Shay, you've had enough of this cameo. Okay. Come here. Come here. Just sit down. You're okay. Shay very much wants to be part of the show. Uh, Shay is like, look, I have some things to say about Jordan Whitehead. Okay. I wanted Jordan Whitehead here. But I understand the bigger picture. If there is one, we'll have to wait and see you a couple of days. I agree, Shay. I agree. Yeah, she, she's very excited about the return of Tom Brady. But we have we have Tom Brady returning. We have what looks like the starting offensive line. Looks like we have the new trio of wide receivers in Tampa. But there are still holes to fill, right? Yes. Hole left by Jordan Whitehead at safety. Two holes, three holes left at, at running back with Leonard Fournette, who I also think is coming back, but nothing has been done yet. Yeah, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, Giovanni Bernard, they're all gone. 
is Gronk coming back? Sounds like it could be close. We don't know. Nothing official there, but OJ Howard's probably on his way out. My guess is to the Cincinnati Bengals who lost CJ Uzama to the New York Jets. And you brought up the defensive line. You got Vita Vea there, who's phenomenal. He can stop the run. He can disrupt the, the offensive line. He can collapse the pocket, but he can't do it by himself. And both Sue and William Golston are free agents. So Evan, my question to you, as we head in, to the first official day of free agency, what is the next move for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh, I think you'll see Fournette and Gronk happen soon. After that, I would imagine something the secondary gets done. Um you know, we're in a position here where I, you know, they got Gage. They made a trade for an offensive lineman. I don't know how many, quote unquote, outsiders they're going to bring in. I, I When it comes to, I heard Ryan Jensen talk about, let's bring the band back together. Uh, Bruce Arians, before he left for the offseason, talked about they're going to try to sign as many people uh, from this organization as possible. They've already let Kappa go. They've already let Whitehead go. We definitely have seen more movement out of the organization than last year, which was pretty much none outside of Joe Haig. Uh, shout out seventh round draft pick coming. Um, but I really think that the next moves are going down the list of names who were Buccaneers last year and, and seeing if they will return. Is Ndamukong Sue ready for another one-year deal? Can you bring him back um, and just continue to crush – crush uh you know the run defense and, and figure out an option you know in the draft for a defensive lineman who can put pressure on the quarterback so um yeah i i really do think that these are just they will try to bring back as many players as possible who were on that roster last year and i don't know what order that's going to be but if you put out a list in front of you you wrote them down i would just have that in front of you entering free agency today and just start checking or crossing people off because I think that's going to, I think that remains the priority. Yeah. I, I think that it's pretty much a, a foregone conclusion that if Gronk plays, it's going to be in Tampa. Uh, I've said it a couple of times. If, if Tom Brady is still in the league, I don't see Gronk playing with another quarterback. Agreed. I do think the chances of Leonard Fournette returning are higher now than they were when he posted that essentially goodbye on Instagram that has since been deleted. But I do think that running back is a position where they will probably look outside the organization. Even with the return of Leonard Fournette, they're still going to look outside of the organization because you still have to replace Ronald Jones. You, you could bring back Giovanni Bernard, but that might be another guy that, that you end up replacing. Um, do they really have to replace Ronald Jones? What did Ronald Jones do last year? He could have done more had <laughs> he had the opportunity. But Leonard Fournette is a guy with, with an injury history. There's no question about it. Yeah. And he's also a guy that he we saw he worked well in a tandem with Ronald Jones back in 2020. If you get a guy like that. One of the guys that I, I would really like to see join the Buccaneers, now I don't think they could afford Fournette and him, would be Sony Michelle. 
you have Sony Michelle as somebody that can kind of chip away, chip away, chip away. And then you have Leonard Fournette late in the game when that defense is tired, that defense is sore and he's plowing through guys. But by and large, Rojo and, and Fournette did complement each other pretty well over the course of a year and some change. Uh, or maybe once Leonard got on track in 2020 and before Rojo was relegated to the doghouse in, in 2021, maybe a year of complimentary football between the two. But that was when you saw the run game be most effective. And I know Clyde Christensen has said that they have got to stress the importance of improving the run game. You, you know, you have the number one passing offense in the NFL, and then you're in the bottom five in the run game. That's something that has to be fixed. Take a little bit of the pressure, you know, not that Brady's worried about pressure, but you take a little bit of pressure off the passing game. You become a little more two-dimensional. You can create some more opportunities, keep defenses guessing a little bit more. I'd like to see Leonard Fournette have a reliable tag team partner there in the backfield. And, and to me, that's where the replacement of Ronald Jones comes in. Cause I don't think Keyshawn Fawn is that guy, even though he did show some spurts throughout, uh, throughout last season. They, they, they do like Keyshawn Vaughn still very much an option. I still believe they will get a running back in the draft, especially because it is a very deep running back draft mm -hmm. and it's deep in a multitude of ways because you can, there are there are running backs who can fulfill the downhill runner need. There are running backs who can fulfill the third down pass blocking need. There are running backs who are great pass catchers. There are guys who can do a little bit of both. They're just like it's a very deep running back class. So I would find it silly, you know, if I'm if I'm evaluating what I need from the world in free agency and what I want to get from the draft. And running back probably being one of the easier positions to transition from NFL uh, from college to NFL with a great offensive line. Um, utilizing one of your late picks on a running back, I think there are some good options out there. Bring me Haskins. I'm okay with Haskins. I and I think our our collective Evan David James dream of Olave in the first round is pretty much dead now. <laughs> yeah yeah as long as he doesn't go know, think some crazy stuff happened in the draft that is true like nobody thought they were drafting oj howard in the first round after the year cameron Braid had and sure enough there he was in the first round so stranger things have happened but i would say the chances significantly dropped on um on tuesday with that evan it is time for us to get out of here let these fine folks know everything that you are doing with 10 Tampa Bay, 10 Tampa Bay.com with the Bucks, the Lightning, and now the Rays, because they're back, baby. Rays back. Brady back. Bolts were always here, but they recently won after a bad losing streak. So they mm -hmm. are back. Um, head to 10 Tampa Bay.com. Man, we're covering everything. The Rowdies even just had their season opener over the weekend. So um, all your local news, we got you covered here, giving you all the Tampa love. You can find me at WTSP on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram at Eklosky. Um, And you can find Shay right here cuddling up with me during thunderstorms. Um, I will post a random picture here or there of Shay on Instagram. So there you go. There's a plug as well. Um, yeah. 
for those that haven't started watching the YouTube show, uh, you should watch it, if nothing else, to see Shay because she's <laughs> Look at this doggy. I don't like thunderstorms. What is it about the bigger the dog, the bigger the baby when it comes to thunderstorms? I, it's, yeah, she is a... This this is pretty much us during the entire summer. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. All right. Well, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football as well as NFL front offices. It is also free and available wherever you get your podcast. Send us your questions, your comments, your thoughts, your hopes, your dreams, your uh, pleading with Tyron Matthew to join the Tampa Bay Bucs. Your gold! To 813-444-5841. Or you can send us an email to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. Check out everything I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at WTSP. My normal co-host, David Harrison, at Harrison 82 and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire those cannons. Thank you so much for joining us.